Wait, I think I'm going to burp. You can cut it out. <laughs> I just am having so many physical issues today. Like, I just, I feel like they're going to hear my uh, Darth Vader breath and everything. Oh, this whole episode. I'll match you. I'll just start vaping it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I've definitely pulled a couple of vapes out of the... There's one part where, like, um, when we're talking about our cats, where I your phone goes off and I just left it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. So, thanks for reminding me. I gotta... Oh, that's on silent. We're good. Oh, yeah. Nobody texts me, so I'm fine. I get tons of notifications for all my apps. <laughs> all right. So, this week we are talking again about Paranormal State. And we just chose three episodes uh, from season three, The Laws of Attraction, The Sickness, and The Basement. Uh, and oh, oh, am I delighted by some of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, so, I'm appalled, but I, I use the word appalled a lot in a couple of them. <laughs> um, yeah, appalled by some things delighted by others uh and by delighted i mean it's so terrible that it made me laugh um so should we start with laws of attraction yes please okay so in this episode they go to help a mother paula who has been experiencing uh some haunting in her house and it focuses around her autistic son michael um so they have noticed that the closet is cold darlene has had some experiences um and also her son uh has said some things to her about uh seeing a scary boy and because he has uh limited language skills it was odd because he was using words that he doesn't normally use when he was describing uh this apparition Um, They also keep hearing a vacuum cleaner, uh, and some um, other family members have been grabbed. Uh, So the team is going to come in to help them and uh, (laughs) come up with a solution. Which they they somehow do, but... Sort of. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So my first note, they kind of go through some of the things that the family has experienced and I just noted those um but when one of her aunts her name is Celine is describing that she got grabbed by the ghost they for some reason like make Celine grab the investigator's arm and like do like a reenactment of how it grabbed her and then like cut that in so you know to demonstrate to the audience what grabbing looks like I guess (laughs) for those who don't know yeah Yeah. I've never been grabbed before thought that was funny and they also bring in the child psychologist again um so i guess that this is sometimes a theme with like very young children in this show maybe i think they actually bring in the same lady as last episode that we talked about it was Um, a different one than the lady vampire oh was it yeah wow do all the child psychiatrists that agree to be on ghost shows look the same uh maybe hmm yeah, but they bring her in, and I felt like she basically did, had the same function as the last 
child psychiatrist, which she basically says, like, the child's not lying. Um, And she also says that autistic children are more attuned to the supernatural. Yeah. Like, that's her professional opinion as a child psychologist, is that autistic children are more attuned to the supernatural. Yeah, I don't know if you should be saying that. No, that seems bad. Yeah, I wouldn't say that if I was a child psychologist. I would stick to telling them things that are real and that I'm qualified to say. (laughs) Well, and also, like, all disability is stigmatized in American culture. So we don't really need also can't see ghosts put on the list of, like, reasons why why autistic people have stigma against them. Probably doesn't help, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that seemed seemed bad. Um, my, my first notes were, because um, they, don't, they don't tell you that uh, the child is autistic right away. Yeah. Um, so I, I felt bad. I'm like, how many fucking kid, their toys does this kid have? You're like, this kid's spoiled. Yeah, I... <laughs> I felt super bad afterwards. <laughs> if he's got autism, it makes sense. But before that, I was like, oh, that's weird. I just had a note that, like, they were, like, saying that something was hiding in the closet or there was, like, energy coming from the closet. And they show the closet and the closet is, like, extremely messy and, like, lots. Like, there's no room for anything to be hiding. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, boxes. But I didn't know if that was, like, toys or if they just had, like, some stuff stored in there. It's like a walk-in closet, kind of. Yeah. Chalk to the brim. And that that was kind of why I was skeptical at first, because they were talking about all these noises that come out of the the bedroom and the closet. And it's like, it could be any one of those billion toys in there. There's just a mountain of toys in that closet. Yeah, when they kept bringing up that, like, an evidence of the supernatural was that a toy went off by itself. It's just kind of like, that can happen, though. Yeah. So my next note is that they bring in radar specialists. Uh, to s- I, I don't know. I don't know why. They, they explain it like there's this new technology, radar technology, and we have these radar specialists here, and they're going to set up radar technology so that we can see if furniture is moving and i was like okay but also aren't you gonna have cameras and microphones so when that also indicate if something's and people and people like yeah it was just so like weird um and then they do show later on like the radar evidence of ghosts or something but it's just yeah it's just totally bizarre like every episode they're just like here's this Totally not real technology. <laughs> yeah, they totally foiled me because I, I don't have any notes about it because I was so confused as to why they would even try. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. It was like, how is that going to add to the... Like, you're already filming it. And even when they showed the evidence, it was like... They ha- also captured it on film and on mic. Um, like, the noise that the radar captured... Yeah. Like so it's just like what was the point of this? I remember other than I remember seeing the guy like walk over with uh like the screen and it's just a bunch of like static just like pixels all over the screen. He's like, Yep, see that that's a ghost. I'm like, <laughs> what, what how? There's nothing you can see there. It looked like a vapor wave like music video. Yeah. 
so vacuuming comes up twice. First, the toy that goes off in the little boy's room is a vacuum toy, mm-hmm. which I guess is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kids got all kinds of toys these days. Um, and then later on, when they, they hear like a weird noise on the mic and it sounds like vacuuming. So they bring this up twice. Uh, never mentioned again. No. Like, they're kind of trying to imply that it's somehow a vacuum ghost or something. Yeah, for a little while, they go down that trail. Yeah, so that's strange. Um, And then they bring back Lorraine Warren. And this is where it gets good. (laughs) You want to take it? So the first thing Lorraine Warren does is she walks into a room and immediately starts cold calling the wrong room. So she walks straight into the living room and she's like, oh, I can feel that there's a presence in here. And the the host immediately like grabs her by the shoulders like, no, no, not this room. She's like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Just takes her right upstairs. Do you have any notes yeah. about Lorraine's entrance? Her? <laughs> no. I mean, it's just the same thing that they always do. They just come in and they're like, I don't feel good. Yeah. No, you never feel good if you're a psychic. Every house you go into, it's like, ooh, there's a presence here. Um, yeah, just like, so she says that the spirits are getting energy from the people in the house and that she's seeing a 12-year-old boy um, and that this spirit is mentally and physically handicapped and that he relates to michael that the you know the not ghost boy that lives in the house um and so yeah so they (laughs) this this is where like this is where the word appalled comes in because this is clearly i i can i can envision it in my mind's eye Lorraine Warren just walking up to this room, probably seeing some pamphlets or like a poster or something for autism awareness, and then walking into what is clearly a little boy's room, and then just calling it. This is the easiest cold call of her entire life. And I'm, I'm just kind of offended that she thinks that she's psychic when anybody <laughs> could have done that. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that being appalled comment, but, <laughs> but I, offended that Lorraine Warren didn't doesn't have psychic abilities was not where I thought that train of thought was going. <laughs> and that she would, it's kind of that she would lie about this kind of thing and then mm-hmm. give in to this, this family's delusions. Because they're not haunted. Yeah. And to, well, to tie it so specifically into the child like that, it's just, it, it could have gone terribly. It somehow didn't. But if this woman thought that uh, a ghost uh, was like psychically linked to her child, uh, that could have ended very poorly. Yeah. It's irresponsible. And I have like some notes about that and, you know, in a bit but basically after Lorraine says this they interview the mom again Mm -hmm. uh, Paula and Paula says that they had brought a psychic in previously and that the previous psychic had said the same thing that there was a child uh with 
physical and mental disabilities that was in in the house and drawn to Michael and that they made the connection that Paula works um, with uh, patients that have disabilities or with students that have disabilities and that one of her you know one of her students that passed away uh, it was probably this this student Um, and that the reason why Michael was being affected so seriously by it was a, it was drawn to Michael because it, Michael has autism, but also because the ghost had severe physical disabilities, like she mentions that he didn't have eyes or ears, um, that Michael was probably afraid because he looked different. Um, and uh, I, I think what I'm appalled by in, in this with this is that they're kind of blaming Michael like that it's it's Michael's fault because he's autistic so he like brought this on himself like they're trying to do it in the sort of like sweet like oh the little boy wants to stay with Michael because he relates to him but they're also blaming Michael kind of like they're saying that you know the reason why he's scared the reason why the house is haunted is because of him and because specifically because he has autism. And I just felt like that was like totally fucked up. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's thin ice and they're, they're stomping all over it. And also they're talking about a real child that died like recently, you know, this is like a child that Paula knew, Um, And implying that this child is haunting her. And I just felt like that was kind of fucked up too. Like a lot of these ghosts and stuff, they're normally like either not related to anyone or they might be like a bad, a bad guy from someone's past or like a historical bad guy. Like, you know, the family doesn't like personally know this ghost. Um, But I just felt like it was kind of weird because I'm sure that was like not easy for Paula to lose a child that she worked with um it was just i just felt like that was really fucked up too yeah and it is somebody's kid that they're talking yeah. about uh so yeah that's basically the end they just blame michael for everything um and then they end it with like yeah the ghost is still there but michael's not afraid anymore end of episode <laughs> Yeah, I mean, somehow they seem more at ease. Uh, they do some crying as Lorraine Warren explains a, a crock of shit that she just made up to them. Oh, I think they have the house, like, blessed to try to help the little boy, like, move on or something. Oh, she did. Too. Yeah, she did bring a bishop yeah. in. But yeah, it kind of felt like... Like, these people were so scared of this house that they had actually moved out of the house. Um, They were no longer living in the house. They were, like, the house was just sitting there abandoned. And uh, these ghost hunters come in. They say, it's your son's fault, but it's a nice ghost. It's a Casper. And that's just, everything's just fine then? That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Eh. Well, that's all I got on that one. I, w- I was disappointed by that one. I mean, I like it when they bring in Lorraine and everything, but I just was kind of like, ugh. I just thought it was funny when she walked into the wrong room and started psychicking up the 
the wrong room. Yeah. So should we... Oh, go ahead. They could have easily just mistaken, just let her keep going, and then had to cobble together a story about a second ghost really quick to make Lorraine look more legitimate. They do... Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't cobble together a quick vacuum ghost. Yeah. Yeah, we never did get an explanation for the vacuum. Mm Mm-mm. All right. Well, you want to move on to episode eight, The Sickness? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Sickness is... uh, And I always forget to write people's names down. Do you you remember the name? Lisa. Lisa. is the mom's name. I, I didn't get the... Other, like the children's names. Oh, there is a child, yeah. At least one. I remember him, a little boy. But uh, Lisa and her her kids live in this um, this house. And she says that uh, she's constantly feeling ill. And that somebody is sitting on her lap or people are right behind her. And uh, she just asks the team to come in. And find an explanation for it and try to maybe resolve the situation. Uh, and they do, actually, in a, an upset move for the Paranormal yeah. State Society. Yeah, this one was... It was both... It was really funny because they were trying so hard... <laughs> To ignore that this is not a supernatural phenomenon. <laughs> and um, and the reason why I say this is because the first thing that they say is that Lisa has been experiencing headaches, nausea, dizziness, and breathing problems. And... The first thing I wrote... Like, this is before I knew how the episode end was ended was that sounds like carbon monoxide poisoning. That's the first thing that I wrote, because I was going to make a joke about that. Spoiler alert, we're not there yet. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but what's funny is that, like, you know, this was filmed in 2009. It's not like this was filmed before we knew about carbon monoxide. Like, yeah. they should have known. Um, especially in, like, coal mining country, which is like this is filmed, I think, in Ohio? Western Pennsylvania. Um, but I think like Lisa lives in Ohio. Mm. Um, and uh, so anyway, but what's funny about this episode is that they spend so long in the episode trying to deny that it is carbon monoxide <laughs> poisoning. They try everything except testing for carbon monoxide until like that they really just have no no choice they get there in the end you you gotta give them a little bit of credit i guess so the first thing they do is they bring in chip the psychic now although i got super psyched on lorraine warren because of name recognition i'm gonna go out and say chip is my favorite psychic on this show actually because i do love chip his attitude is so funny um, so he basically comes in and he says he feels nauseous and then he just, he starts saying, um, honestly, like, I don't feel like there's anything in this house. And then, and then the ghost, like, they edit it to make it look like the ghost cut him off because there's like a, a noise in the other room. Like, they're kind of like, give us a sign, give us a sign. And it's totally quiet. And then Chip's like, honestly, I don't feel like there's anything. And then, then just like a big, <laughs> like, noise. Like, <laughs> 
They did have another funny part with Chip as soon as he walked in. Uh, mm-hmm. They have him like dubbed over as they're scrolling around the house. And he says, something's telling me to stay out of this area of the, the house. And they show the the kid's room. <laughs> and it's it's got a sign on the door that says, like, Brandon's room only. Stay out. <laughs> and it just I made also... it look like the ghosts put the sign up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that sign was kind of weird because it was like it, had, it was like a like a fake towing sign. Yeah. Which is just like, what? You're going to tow me out of your room? That's just like a weird, weird one. But I also thought Chip was funny because he goes in the basement, um, which, by the way, that's where they find the carbon monoxide link later. And he just goes, you know, I feel really nauseous, but like, honestly, I'm not feeling anything down here. And just like goes back upstairs. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is unprecedented. This is the He's first like, time the psychic walks in and is like, yeah, I don't feel anything. Yeah, and he says later also, like, again, that he really doesn't think that there's a ghost in the house. Right. Despite, as soon as he walked in, he did say that he felt weird and that something was trying to keep him out. But we're just going to forget about that because later on he he realizes that there's no ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... uh, In the meantime, so Ryan's with Chip. The rest of the team goes and they do their kind of little like local historian investigation. And they find out that the house is located over a mine, that there was a collapse. And, um, you know, people died in the mine, collapsed, they were never found. Um, So they come back and they tell, uh, you know, they talk about this and they say, that Lisa is experiencing the same symptoms that miners would have experienced. And I was like, yeah, carbon monoxide poisoning. That's yeah. what miners experience. That's why they brought canaries down into the mines because canaries would die from carbon monoxide poisoning first and they would know it was dangerous and leave. Like, yeah, she is experiencing the same thing as miners. So this, again, I wrote this again before we know that this is what's happening because I was like laughing um laughing about this it could it could be carbon monoxide poisoning or it could be a spectral black lung given to them by ghosts (laughs) let's explore that theory right both of those are equally likely let's be fair (laughs) um so finally ryan says we have to consider that it could be environmental factors and i'm thinking they're gonna finally bring in a inspector right like and then he goes it might be electromagnetic fields (laughs) so they bring in like an emf (laughs) they're getting they take a path it's a winding path (laughs) and they check the house and they say oh my god this house has like a lot of like a lot of electromagnetic fields um and then they don't really show what they do but they just quote unquote eliminate them uh, they so ground I, the house. Okay. Well, I like looked this up a little bit because I was like, is that a thing that like just some college students can do? Because aren't electromagnetic fields typically caused by factors that you can't just fix and like what with whatever they were doing? Um, like it's a real thing, right? Like it's something that can happen if like uh wiring is not like housed properly Mm -hmm. in your house or there's also like speculation that things like 
like the more technology that we use that that causes like more electromagnetic fields like I'm not making this up this is on like whose website you know Mm -hmm. like there I think there's like there's like a how do I explain this there's like a uh real element to it where like electromagnetic fields are a real thing but there's also this element this like conspiracy theory element where people like believe that it can like hurt you um and and stuff so it's kind of like i don't know i just wrote down like can you actually just like ground a house in like 10 minutes is that like a thing you could do because like most of the time electromagnetic fields come from like power lines yeah. <laughs> so i don't know like what they did but i just felt they glossed over that part i was just like what what did you just do i don't like if it was like something that you could fix in like a second like that i don't think there would be like so many conspiracy theories and like articles and like all this stuff about it is what i'm saying yeah, I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because um, it's more reasonable than ghosts. So yeah, no, go ahead and ground the house. They're, they're... <laughs> I have one more note about the miners. Okay. So they did all this research about to find like somebody that died tragically in the area. Yeah. And they found the miners who died in the collapse or the explosion or whatever it was. But that was in uh-huh. the 1930s. And if the only tragic death you can find remotely close to your house was 80 years ago, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, if anything, I would take that like, oh, I'm probably not haunted then. They died that far off. Yeah, and it was like 200 feet below the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that house is certified not haunted in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody dying down the block and then haunting your house. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, they do kind of um, imply that in the next episode that uh, the ghosts are coming over from across the street, so... Yeah, (laughs) we'll get to that one. Um, So after they do the electromagnetic field thing, they decide, okay, this is enough evidence. We're going to go back to Lisa. And they tell Lisa um, that you know, they, that they think it might be environmental factors. And Lisa like freaks out and she was like, she's like, no, it's, it can't be environmental factors. Like it has to be a ghost. Yeah. Uh, she's like shaking the entire time. Yeah. She's like crying and be like, it has to be a ghost. Like I brought you guys here so that you could fix this. And like, you know, and then they're like, okay, Lisa. And they go back and then she just gets attacked by the ghost that evening and like goes to the hospital. Quote unquote ghost yeah um so while she's at the hospital finally somebody with common sense tests her for carbon monoxide poisoning and they find that she has really high levels of carbon monoxide in her system and so the team is talking about this so right so this has been like they have done everything they can to like deny that that's what's happening and you know ryan comes to the team and he says she has carbon monoxide in her blood and one of the team members goes what was she like spending a lot of time in her car (laughs) and and brian ryan's like well it can't be that because everyone that you know experienced it hadn't been in her car it has to be something to do with the house and they bring in a home inspector he finds carbon monoxide in the home he believes it's a leak from their like a chimney area 
Um, and then they interview another doctor or scientist um, who explains that carbon dioxide can make you hallucinate. It can make you see things that are not there. Um, and the whole time that they're kind of going through this journey of explaining carbon monoxide to the audience, they are all acting like they don't know what fucking carbon monoxide poisoning is. That's like saying you don't know what a fucking fire detector is. Like, what? Everybody knows that carbon monoxide poisoning is like a very serious thing that you have to have a detector for in your house. That's like a normal, that's not a rare, weird thing. Like, especially in older houses in Ohio and Pennsylvania, everybody has a carbon monoxide detector. Like, that's a, it's like houses that ha have chimneys um, or have uh, fireplaces. Like, it's very, you know, common to get that tested like i just that was just blowing my mind that none of that they were all just acting like they did not know that you can have carbon monoxide leaks in your house and that this was like a a thing that they discovered mm. and that they needed to educate the audience about um <laughs> it just was like what the fuck and, and you then, can you can oh. You can only give them so much leeway in that, too, because they knew enough about carbon monoxide to know that it comes from cars. Yeah. But not that it can come from various sources in your house. I guess what I'm saying is that they were still denying it, like, even just up until this point. And then it's like they're also, then it's like they're denying that this is common knowledge. Like, like it's like they're trying to cover up the fact that the moment that they heard from this woman, they should have said, hey, get your house checked for carbon monoxide. Because that's what I wrote down before I knew anything about this episode was like, you're feeling dizzy and nauseous in your house. Like, you should get it checked for carbon monoxide. Everyone knows that. Like, that is common knowledge. Like... I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying this lady is stupid or something like, you know, maybe she just honestly had never heard of that before. But a team of 10 people, nobody knew what carbon monoxide poisoning <laughs> was. That's insane. Uh, they, they have an occult <laughs> specialist. They do not have a carbon monoxide specialist. Just why they had to call one who yeah. for some reason sincerely explained to them the relation between carbon monoxide and ghosts. Took them they were totally so seriously. <laughs> They were, no, well, that's the thing is they call in this expert to ask him like about carbon monoxide and ghosts and he doesn't confirm. Like what he says is that, yes, there is a link between carbon monoxide and ghosts because there's a link between people being poisoned by carbon monoxide and seeing things that aren't there. Right. So what he says is basically like carbon monoxide makes you hallucinate. That's why there's a connection. And what they do with that information is on like the at the end of the episode they say you know she's like you know gonna take the steps to fix her house and there's no ghosts here and then they say but the relationship between the paranormal and carbon monoxide is still being explored <laughs> yeah and i was like what like they still won't let go like they have to they have to believe that there's some kind of con like ghost activity here and i'm like Literally, the expert that you brought in to like prove that said it's they were hallucinating, <laughs> and you're still like, no, no, carbon monoxide and ghosts like they're connected, and it's not hallucinations. You could you could interpret that that send off as like you know we're exploring how carbon monoxide makes people feel like they're experiencing something paranormal. But the way that it's it's written does make it sound like they think that ghosts are still <laughs> attached to carbon monoxide somehow. Well, 
I mean, here's the thing, is I can't take a show seriously. Like, okay, there's this universe of the show where everyone that's on the show, like, believes 100% that ghosts are real. Uh And they're trying to get evidence that ghosts are real. And they believe that ghosts are real in the sense that ghosts are people that died whose spirits are, like, walking around, knocking your glasses over and shit. And in order for that belief and any of the quote-unquote evidence they have to have credibility, they have to also acknowledge that people have – there's reasons why people might hallucinate. There's reasons why people might see things that aren't there that are not related to – the supernatural and that carbon monoxide poisoning being poisoned is a reason why your mind might play tricks on you. And the fact that they will not admit that just outright in the show, like they won't just be like, yep, absolutely no paranormal activity. It's a hundred percent. Like she was had carbon monoxide poisoning is just like, I don't know. It takes away the credibility of the show for me. Like, like, I mean, not that I was thinking it was super credible before, but it's just like, (laughs) I don't understand why they do that. It's just like, it, it just annoys me. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's silly. It's silly for them to pretend that carbon monoxide doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm desperately trying to give them some kind of credit for it, it's like, this shouldn't even have been an episode because th- there's no ghosts in it um, or no supposed ghosts on the same level that all of the other ones have supposed ghosts. But um, I, I, maybe they decided that the the life lesson about carbon monoxide poisoning was was worth the trouble of actually putting it out. Well, that's the thing is they do kind of before they say the ghosts and before, before that line, the, the link between ghosts. Yeah, and carbon monoxide. Um, they do say that like fifteen thousand people a year die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, so there there is kind of this little like public service announcement. So I do think that. Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't have aired the show. Like, I think it's important. I think what I'm saying is it's important to make people aware that carbon monoxide could be a reason that you're feeling strange in your home. And blaming it on ghosts is a danger, is dangerous. Because, like, clearly this woman was putting off getting her house inspected for an environmental factor because she believed it was a ghost. So that was a dangerous belief. You know, it's like kind of... You know, the lesson here is if you think something weird is going on with your house, maybe like rule out health dangers first. Like another thing I wrote down was maybe black mold, but then I looked up the symptoms and it was like they were more uh, lined up with. Yeah, the, the carbon monoxide fit more what she was saying. But there's lots of reasons why your house could be making you feel sick. Um, that are really dangerous that you should you should get checked out before you just immediately go to ghosts and um I just kind of feel like the show didn't do a they they aired this episode that has no ghosts in it. They have one thing saying that carbon monoxide is dangerous at the end, but they don't really do a good job of like connecting that message for us, like saying, you know, well, yeah, like sometimes when you feel weird in your house, it's not ghosts and you should be safe and make sure that you get your house inspected and stuff um, and, and investigate things like investigate all the logical, you know, excuses first. Um, but no, they're just like, 
we're still exploring the connection between the paranormal and carbon monoxide. You want to know what the connection is? The connection is it kills you, and then maybe you might become a ghost. That's the connection. The connection is that if you let carbon monoxide go because you're convinced that it's a ghost and you die, maybe you'll become a ghost, and then the house will actually be haunted. That's the lesson. That's the connection. Hi there. I solved it for you, paranormal state. <laughs> It's like so fucking. I'm sorry. I was just like, I know, I know I'm popping off, but like, I was just like mad about that sentence. Like, I was just like, just fuck this sentence. I did audibly <laughs> laugh when it happened. Maybe we just need to put it into terms that they can understand. Uh, 80 years ago, uh, a miner died of carbon monoxide poisoning, uh, and now he's carbon monoxide poisoning everybody in the area. Yeah. So. Guys, get your house inspected, especially if you have a chimney, please. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had one final note, but it was just a stupid joke about how it, it's the ghost of the other oxygen atom missing from the carbon dioxide. Yeah. That... I don't even know why I'm mentioning it. It's not funny. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't give you, <laughs> I can't give you that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll just... <laughs> You know, if I laugh at everything you say, people are not going to think I'm genuine. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather people believe that. <laughs> All right. Um, so, episode, I don't know. I think I wrote seventeen here. I, uh, my writing's bad, but it's called the basement. Yeah, we went over the episode numbers last episode because we don't know how it works. Wikipedia and Amazon say two different things, so we, we don't know. It's called The Basement. Yeah. The Basement. Um, so in this one, it's um, about Heidi. She's a, mo- a single mom of a 14-year-old daughter named Stacy, um, and they're seeing a ton of apparitions uh, and a few um, – and they also are seeing stuff in the backyard – and specifically not the back porch for some reason yeah they're seeing stuff there's like a shed in the backyard and it's like associated with like near that shed yeah um so that's basically all the information that we get in the beginning um so the team shows up and they're talking about the uh you know what they're experiencing they they repeat what i just said Um, But the teenage daughter explains that she's really, really afraid of the backyard because there's a man in the backyard that watches her. And I just, like, noted here, like, okay, so she thinks it's a ghost. There could just be a dude stalking your teenage daughter. Like, that seems terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, who would think of that, though? Yeah, no, like, your daughter comes in the house and is like, there's a dude like behind the shed staring at me and the mom's just like ghosts yeah it's far more likely that it's shadow people Mm -hmm. yeah from another Um, plane of existence another like thing that they mention here that's strange is that like the ghosts don't necessarily always seem like menacing like they don't really mention getting like hit or hurt or anything and she even mentions that um the mom mentions that she's almost fall like she's like slipped on the stairs a couple times and it feels like someone grabs her belt to keep her from falling. Um so the, the ghosts are definitely scaring them. Um, but they're like nice. 
Uh, and then there's also a lot of like dead, they hear dead bolts like opening and closing, but there's no dead bolts in the house anymore. There's like spaces on doors uh, where dead bolts would go. Um, and they actually show the daughter's bedroom has like an area where there used to be a dead ball on the bedroom door, which they luckily bring this up later. But I know I was like, that's fucking weird. Like you don't normally have a dead bolt on your bedroom door. <laughs> that's that's strange because I put, I put the opposite. Like I've oh, seen you thought the ghost. Oh, you've seen deadbolts on bedroom doors? Maybe not deadbolts. That it because they showed it inside the. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess it was a deadbolt, and the deadbolt is weird. I've seen like locks on doors inside yeah. the house before. Yeah, I've seen. So like more contemporary is that little button that you kind of push in, and then it unlocks when you turn it, so that you can only lock it from the inside, and then like an older style that I've seen, like we had them in my house when I first moved in is there's a keyhole and there's a key that can go in either side. So you can lock it from the inside or the outside. So that's like an older style door. Um, But this is like, they have a normal doorknob with like no lock. And then there's an area that had been filled in where there was a deadbolt that you would, there would be like a switch or a key that you would turn and it would lock a deadbolt. So you normally only see that on front doors because it's more of like, a, it's not a privacy type of lock it's like so that it's a it's a you know an anti-burglary type of lock so basically like most in, in most homes the locks are not really actually meant to literally keep someone out they're just meant to have someone be like oh that person's in the bathroom or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> you know whereas like a deadbolt is like you can't get in there pretty much like you know you you can kick open a door that has like a normal lock you can't really kick open like a deadbolt door um so not only is it weird but it's like kind of a safety hazard i guess would be another thing to note there is another reason why it's weird it's um you know because if there's like a fire or something it's harder to get into that room if it's locked um yeah so i i noted that that was weird and i just assumed it's like oh they're never gonna bring it up again but it does come up later surprisingly Um, yeah i have like nothing here except jump like fast forward to the underground railroad i don't know i was eating dinner during this episode (laughs) (laughs) i get you um i have at the beginning of the episode um elfie's in every one of these episodes Mm -hmm. um and i'm kind of coming to love elfie because of her uh, she's like the guns and roses chick right uh yeah yeah um i put that i love her aggressively goth aesthetic yeah (laughs) And that's one of my my favorite looks is when you're in because at the start of the episode they're in like a diner, mm-hmm. and it's like five just average looking, early two thousands people, um, and then Elfie's sitting there and she's got like six rings on and a big onk necklace, and like two pounds of mascara. Oh my god, her outfit in like one of the final scenes when they're doing like the cleansing on the house. So she's like helping the psychic with the cleansing. She's like straight up leather daddy. Like she has like <laughs> this like biker jacket on, a big chain. Like she's like, yeah, she looks hot. <laughs> it's so fun when you've just got like one friend like that who's just like extraordinarily goth. Everyone else is just like, not only are they like quote unquote normies, but their fashion is like outdated and bad even for the time (laughs) (laughs) like they were out of fashion like for 2009 (laughs) and and elfie's just there like like you're right this is like a group of friends that can only exist in a college club 
about <laughs> or ghosts, like, yeah. About ghosts, <laughs> like this combination of people. But yeah, Elfie, Elfie's pretty cool. She also has like a lot of her outfits that she wears are like goth librarian chic. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of has like a vest thing on. Yeah. Um. So. So anyway, so they, you know, they hear the story. So they decide, okay, we're going to go investigate. Um, So they go and they talk to a historian. And the historian tells them that the house across the street was part of the Underground Railroad. um, And that there was a judge that lived there. And he helped hide and uh, move people along um, that were escaping uh, slavery. And then they bring the psychic in, and the psychic repeats this almost verbatim. Yeah. And they act like this somehow proves that the house, this house, was also involved in the Underground Railroad. Um, but, you know, if that local historian knew that history, I'm sure many people know that history about the town. So, like, she clearly just looked it up. Like, yeah. It's, it's too suspicious specific. as hell. It's too specific. Like, she starts with, like, oh, it's not, it seems like someone's hiding. And then she's like, like the Underground Railroad. I'm like, that's too specific. Like, yeah. you you clearly are, like, read something, you know? It's it's played off like a comedy bit. I was busting out laughing the entire time because <laughs> she's trying so hard to get him to say Underground Railroad. Because mm-hmm. she knows that he probably did the same research that she did. And she's explaining it to him, and she's stretching the shit out of it. Yeah. She's like, it's, I'm getting a sense that somebody's trying to hide. Uh, there's a lot of people trying to move without being seen. Um, it's, um, it's like a train, but there's no train. And like, <laughs> they're, like, trying to help people. Like, they're going to just stay here for a short time and then move along. They're going to help them move along. <laughs> I, I feel it like like under like underground yeah, yeah, like she does underneath. Say that. And Ryan's just like nodding along like uh huh. Yeah. And then she finally just gives up and says it. Yeah. <laughs> Great um, psychic. This is a new one. We haven't seen her before. Now they do take her out into the backyard and she does say that there's a different energy in the backyard and that she feels the energy of a a woman feeling trapped in the sense that she's either hiding or she's being imprisoned and that she feels that there's like a connection or there's like a theme of the haunting, which is like there are ghosts that are ghosts of people that had been enslaved that are hiding. And then there's a ghost of like a woman that is being abused. That's hiding. Um, anyway, so (laughs) she says that. So then they interview the, the, uh, Heidi and Heidi says that she did um, hear that the neighbor that something weird happened with the old neighbor that or the old resident of the house. So basically her neighbor told her that one time she had to call the police on the uh, previous tenant because there was like an older woman that lived there and this guy was like trying to break into the house and the police came and got him and then they go and they interview the police and the police tell them, well, he was um, actually her husband, um, and that she 
apparently was being abused and imprisoned by him in her house. Um, so the deadbolt on the door was because he was like locking her in there. Um, and that there was also an area in the basement where she was being locked in um, as well. Uh, and uh, to, to be clear, these are people from Ukraine, apparently. Yeah. Uh, which is an um, element of why they are locking each other in rooms, which is locking her in rooms. Yeah. So basically, I mean, who knows what the truth is, but the the... They basically say that, like, he uh, bought her for $200 and he, like, saw her as his property and that he was very, like, also not only being, like, physically abusive, um, but he was, you know, would say stuff to her, like, I only had $200. If I had more money, I would have gotten a prettier wife. Um, so there's, like, some kind of dynamic there where, uh, you know, I don't know. Like where I, he's treating her like a like a like she's property and he's locking her up. Yeah, this is another one of those things where like I don't I don't know how it would feel learning that I was worth two hundred dollars. That would be kind of shitty, right? I mean, yeah, I think there's uh, no amount of money that a person is worth. I mean, yeah, definitely yeah. two hundred dollars feels bad, <laughs> right? Probably. Yeah. There's, uh, people are priceless. But even the worst person is worth more than $200. Come on. I am curious. So, like, okay. I believe that there was, um, you know, a husband and wife living there. And it was, like, an abusive situation. Uh, but they describe them as, like, a much older couple. Like, that this stuff was happening. You know, like, they basically, like, died a couple years later from, like, old age. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I just wonder if, like, they kind of made up the him buying her thing to, like, try to m draw some parallel between that and, like, being an enslaved person um, to, like, make it relevant to the Underground Railroad or something. Like, I don't know. Because it was just kind of, yeah, that was just kind of thrown in there. And it was a little, it was, like, a little bit strange, like... It does seem like something they would do. Yeah. Uh, like, it just wasn't really clear. Like, he didn't get arrested, right? Like, it, they basically say, like, you know, they both went back to the house. She died. Well, he tried to kill her, um, and somehow I guess that was just fine. Um, and then she ended up dying later, and then he died in a nursing home. So it kind of sounds like a lot of this stuff was maybe figured out after everyone died or something but it, it was just kind of weird it was kind of like they were taking uh like like there was this there was like some stuff going on but they were like filling in all the blanks with like information that would make it like extra horrifying for the audience or something like it just didn't really seem right. it wasn't clear to me like when they found out this information or like how much of it was like speculation yeah, I did you know, not like, did come to this conclusion. But when you said that the the buying her for two hundred dollars thing uh, ties it into the the underground railroad slavery angle, mm -hmm. that totally makes sense to me that they would just fib about that. Yeah, or like, did she testify that he was locking her up, 
Or was it obvious when they searched the house? Or was there just a dead ball on one of the doors? Yeah. Like, you know, so, like, I, I mean, I believe a dude would lock a girl up. Like, dudes be doing crazy shit. Sure. I'm not saying, like, I don't believe this story. I'm just saying, like, they don't make it clear if this was, like, speculation or, like, there was a court case that she, like, lost or something. Like, you know. Oh, which is yeah. why I'm skeptical of it. Like, the way the police officer talks about it is, like, it's, like, things aren't lining up. There's not a good timeline. And it seems like he's just doing a lot of, like, speculating. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, so they bring all this information back. And they, they pretty much focus on, like, this couple now, like, this U- Ukrainian couple. Um, they totally forget about the Underground Railroad thing. They're like, yeah, yeah. We'll it's not important. Dis- yeah, it wasn't a big important. deal. <laughs> yeah it's not that it's not that it's uh, this is like this story of like this woman being trapped in her house is like more compelling than the underground railroad apparently this uh, <laughs> currently may i remind you black history month <laughs> just saying yeah i mean i don't know what it was when it was filmed but like yeah that's how they act like they basically like bring up you know i mean it's kind of cool right they get a haunting in an area where the underground railroad was active and they just decide to dismiss that. Like, I mean, if you're going to pretend that a haunting is happening and like make up a backstory for it, like why not do the cooler historic one? And so they choose the like really sad speculative story of this couple and decide, okay, it's definitely this couple haunting the house. It has nothing, you know, forget the underground road stuff. And like neither one of them died in the house, which is also, but like, who cares, I guess. I don't, I don't know anymore. I mean, the ghost can come from across the street, apparently. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they decide, okay, like, you know, forget that first that first theory. We're going with the second one. Um, and they have one of the uh, one of the members of their team, actually, he speaks uh, like he's from the Ukraine. Yeah, um, very so convenient. They, yeah, so they have him, like, tra- which I think is why they decided to go with this one, because they could have him, like, translate, and it adds this, like, level of intensity. Mm. Um, so they have him, like, translating with the ghosts, and, yeah, like, I don't know, trying to get them to leave. I don't even remember how this ends. I think it just ends with, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was over. They they fixed it with the... <laughs> It was it was kind of all over them. It was hard to keep track. <laughs> like what happened? I, my notes just stopped. I think I just <laughs> I was just over it when they decided to dismiss the underground railroad. <laughs> yeah, they go like breakneck speed away from the underground railroad for some reason, and then oh yeah, they do they track. do the the ritual where like I was talking about the girl's outfit, and then that's the end. Yeah. Um. There is one uh ghost evidence that they catch there. Where uh, while they're doing the ritual, there's like a noise or something. Mm-hmm. And the mom decides that she's had enough. And then she turns around to leave. And oh, yeah, as soon yeah. as she steps like close to a door, it opens in front of her mm-hmm. before she can grab the knob. Do you remember this part? Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just making sure because you were foggy on it. Um, and... Then they went and they replicated, they tried to replicate what happened. Yeah. 
And very first try, Ryan just like bumps the door with his foot and it swings open exactly the way that it did in the video. <laughs> uh, and they're all like, oh, all right, I guess it's not. But then Elfie's like, yeah, but if you were a weak ghost, wouldn't you go for the easy thing? I'm so glad you remember it, too. It was so <laughs> fucking good. It goes with this. It goes with the last episode where they like can't accept that it's not a ghost. Yeah, or like last, um, like last time we talked, like when they couldn't accept the fan, like the turbine fan turning on because of the wind. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that stuff is like it really gets me when they just, <laughs> when there's just clear evidence that it's not a ghost, and they just refuse to admit it. It's a totally natural thing, and it's like, yeah, but maybe the wind is the ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I wonder if there actually is a paranormal investigation show where they go and, you know, do an investigation and they find out, you know, it's something like carbon monoxide. There's, a, there's an explanation. And they actually just are like, yep, there's no ghosts here. Like, does that exist? Because there, um, there's a ghost show called Taps. And it was like one of the first ones that started this whole craze. It was on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And their entire thing was that they were an old Roto-Rooter, like, plumbing company. Mm -hmm. Um, And half of the episodes are they go in and they just fix everybody's plumbing. (laughs) Because people are like, oh, the house creaks and it makes all these weird noises at night. And then they go and they check the basement and it's like, oh, yeah, none of your pipes are tied down. So as soon (laughs) as the heat kicks on, these are going to rattle back and forth. And they just fix the pipes and then they go off. That's awesome. We should watch an episode of that. Taps is pretty good. It's mostly they play those those stinger sounds and then they they pretend that something is way scarier than it is. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of just want to do like a ghost investigation show where we only go and investigate the ones that like you know how people like write in but we only go and investigate the ones that were like, yeah, this is definitely carbon monoxide. Like, so yeah. we just go and like help like rule out all the ones that are like, oh shit, this person just like <laughs> they they clearly got something going on at their house. Or like, we just like help them get their plumbing fixed. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we just help them like fix whatever's like scaring them in the house. <laughs> it's um, yeah, we'll offer like uh, a prize. You can get up to $5,000 in a prize if your house is haunted. And if it's not, we'll use that money to fix whatever's wrong with your house to make you think that it's haunted. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a great show. Yeah. All right. So that's our... I think this is like the second show that we've pitched on here, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have one more note about the basement at the end. Um mm-hmm. This psychic is competing against Chip for my favorite one because she just busts out a sword. (laughs) Do you remember the sword? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not sure what the sword had to do with dispelling the ghosts, but but I guess it worked. It was for their cleansing ritual. Yeah. I wish I, I looked up what kind of sword it was so I could tell you, like, the, she's got a fucking gladius, like a Roman sword. Why Why would that do anything against ghosts? I don't know. I don't know. And, like, also they're, like, 
you know, hey, can you perform a cleansing ritual on the house? And, you know, they're probably thinking, like, oh, she's going to, like, burn some Palo Santo or something uh, and, like, some sage. And she's just like, yeah, whips her sword out. And they're yeah. like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> that's how you know that the psychic is legitimate is when they have a sword. <laughs> Where's Lorraine Warren's sword? <laughs> probably at our like museum of haunted objects it's with the doll yeah <laughs> it's in annabelle's hands oh man <sighs> well i think you know everybody if you don't have a carbon monoxide detector please get one and uh you know if you're feeling nauseous in your house all the time get your get your house checked that's yeah. the moral of this, ep- this episode, I think. Um, that and get a cool sword. Yeah. <laughs> a sword, uh, get on Amazon right now. A sword and a carbon monoxide detector. Yo, if we ever get merch, let's like put that. That'll be like a bundle. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you on can it. only buy them together. <laughs> uh, I tried to tie in the first episode too. A, a vacuum. Oh, yeah. I forgot one note that I had on the, the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, oh, God. This was, this was my favorite part, too. Um, all of these people on this show seem pretty distraught about being haunted, right? Yeah. While they're doing the, the, their little cleansing ceremony, they look at the door to the daughter's room. And she's got a fucking sign on her door that says the witch is in and you can like swap the in and out. And it's like, if you think you're haunted, why would you call yourself a witch? Wouldn't you be trying to get away from that? I think that she was kind of like into it. Like she was afraid of the ghost, but basically at the end when they're interviewing them, they say something like, okay, like Rachel and Elfie, you know, taught you how to deal with this ghost. So are you feeling comfortable now? And she's like, yeah, I feel really comfortable now. Like I can go in the basement alone. So it kind of felt like she was um, like, maybe she is into that like witch narrative a little bit. And that like, she was kind of empowered uh, by like feeling like she had like power over the ghost or something like, like it seemed like she was afraid, but that she also like was really into the idea of like, you know, having tools to, like, be more powerful than the ghost. Like, they, they didn't end the episode with, like, the ghost went away. They ended it with, like, uh, you know, Stacy now is a witch, kind of. Right. She's Now she's just friends with the Ukrainian man that beat his wife. Yeah. Her and her, her ghostly friend, mm-hmm. the Ukrainian wife beater. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, it's exactly what every 14 girl wishes 14 girl 14 year old yeah <laughs> um yeah nah 